Yo, what is going on, y'all? This is the Highly Advised Podcast. This is relaxing, no G underscore Jackson, and I am here with my compadres. We are here. It is, um, you know, another day. We're getting closer and closer to spring. How are you guys feeling today? Man, I can't call it. I'm feeling pretty good. God is great. My paper's straight. And I'm saying it's been a crazy week, so I've just been chilling, man. Kind of cold out here, all-star weekend. You know, just gotta enjoy, gotta enjoy life as much as you can. So, watch yourself, fellas. Man, it ain't fucking warm yet. It's not warm. <laughs> it's still cold as a motherfucker out there. I don't, I don't understand. It's not gonna be warm until probably end of this fucking month. We'll start to see it warm up for sure. But anyway, it's your motherfucking guy, the bad guy, the only guy that matters. Big cozy, be cozy. Shouts out to the fans. Shouts out to the listeners. Make sure you listen. I know you all listening because you don't want your neck broken. That's all. So, <laughs> what's up, y'all? <laughs> you know what will warm up their hearts? If they follow us at um, Highly Advised Podcast on Instagram, Advise Highly on Twitter, Boom. You know, follow the YouTube so they can see our faces. They, they just need to follow us anywhere. That that will bring some warmness to their body, to their soul, to their mind, everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, better than hot chocolate for sure. Much better than a hot chocolate. Absolutely, man. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. You guys got to go check us in, you know, because this is episode 46. We're almost yes. there. Like, it's very funny to, to realize this, but it's been almost about a year since we've been doing this. Yes. Yes. The first we've been doing episode, this for a bit of time. So, yes. Yeah. So thankful. We want to just say thank you, first and foremost, to anybody that's been with us this long time so far. So from the beginning to the end, you know what I'm saying? We got many years ahead of us. Boom, 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 boom. Well, how what have you been, guys been doing um, for the past week? What's been keeping y'all busy? Any accomplishments, anything, you know, nice in life? You know, what's been going on? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I've been doing pretty good. Uh, been doing pretty good. Got a couple certifications, couple couple new things, a couple new notches, a couple new notches on my belt. That's all. Just knocking them down. You know yeah, man, just thanking God every step of the way. That's all. <laughs> hey, man, congratulations. You know, after this episode is over, I'm going to shoot you an offer that you can't refuse. You know what I mean? It's, it's like the yeah. Godfather. Hey, man, speak on it. You know, uh, the Godfather The Godfather is going to, you know, he'll bless you with opportunities you never thought you could attain. So go ahead. Keep your head up. You're doing the right things. We're paying attention. So shouts out to you but my week is my week has been you know it, it's been cool uh there's some things coming down for me in the pipeline i know you guys have already seen it but i'm not gonna say nothing to the listeners until everything has been confirmed and everything's been uh official i'll say that and uh shouts out to um Shouts out to the listeners. That's all I have to say. I was going to shout somebody else out, but, you know, I forgot their name. So, 
anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your week, Nigel? <laughs> uh, uh, How do you, you tell know, someone week, that? <laughs> I, I'm Imagine not, the I'm, text message you're getting. I'm not doing somebody. so bad. I'm uh, I'm okay. You know, my legs slowly but surely getting better. Um, they've been saying, you know, not to put any weight down, but. I can successfully put both feet on the ground. Who would have thought? Ah, man. Yeah, no. Hey, for real, like, no funny shit. Congratulations. I know that was hard, you know, getting that yeah. ass whooping from that guy and be able to recover. <laughs> 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 so, shouts out to you. I know, like, that night when he, like, fucking, his, when he fell and his leg went behind his back and shit like that, I was like, damn, bro, you need me to come there and, and help handle the situation? Nah, nah, he already left. So I was like, well, you know, if you need me to take you to the ER or something, but he said, nah, he already has some help. But, you know, kudos to you, bro. Kudos. I'm happy that you was able to, you know, Fine. live to tell the tale. It. I mean, I was like, damn, not my dog, Nigel. I mean, <laughs> but, hey, man, sometimes the winners, sometimes top guys, lose you know what i mean israel he's a top guy he lost and and i'm telling you right now it's okay it's okay for him what but since you know we're about to get a little nitty gritty about the fights last night how did you guys feel about the three championship fights um well in my opinion i'll i guess we'll start off with izzy right so izzy fought a good fight against a man who was naturally bigger than him. Um, and he didn't look bad. Um, the, the thing is, is that he pretty much cemented the win when he took Izzy down and, you know, essentially kind of worked him a little bit, you know, not not anything, you know, super detrimental. But I mean, like, I, I think Izzy, if he actually spent the time to put a little bit more muscle on his frame, I think he would do better. I mean, and not only that, we got to think about this. Izzy went up, another weight class, fought, he lost, but he fought the top dude in that weight class and didn't do bad, which means that 205 should be on the lookout in the future because I think he's coming back. And I think the next time he's coming back, it's either going to be a contender shot, a contender fight, or a title shot. Is he should hang his head up high because it, it was a competitive fight. I mean, Jan clearly won. You know, I don't think there's going to be a debate about that. But Jan didn't, like, spank him from pillar to post. It wasn't like that. It was just he more or less he used his size. He knew, like, hey, I'm going to when I take this guy down, I'm going to use my size to hold him down because he didn't really do much on the ground except just advanced positions, do little pit pat punches. So this way the referee wouldn't stop it. But on the feet, I kept saying last night, like, Hey, if Izzy gets his rhythm in, Jan is going to start eating more shots than he would like. And that well, that's what was was happening. And then Jan pulling the veteran, okie doke, like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to take him down because I'm not trying to get spanked and sparked and, and be on the highlight reel. And good shouts out to the Polish power, man. He, he, he did what he needed to do to keep his belt. But shouts out to Izzy, too, because he went up. 20 pounds on like pussy ass boxing went up 20 pounds challenged the number one guy and yes he lost no shadow no doubt about it izzy will tell you that but he looked he you know he was competitive so i think this is more like a lesson versus like a, a bad loss and that's how i felt about the main event so 
not a whole lot to really discuss, really. What you think, Spence? Yeah. Main thing that comes to my mind is he can finally be quiet about chasing this this road to the path of a pot of gold, which is named John Jones. Yes. To be honest, because yes. because it, for that. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> like because to me, like I. I I enjoy the fight. I think Izzy has a chance of being somebody in that division. Possibly. It's a possible chance years down the line. Like, I don't see him. I think he needs to. I think this is going to light the spark to make him really go back through his division and clear house and even just trying to find a way of pulling, pushing himself as much as he can to be as dominant to say, okay, I need to leave and go somewhere else. Right. But outside of that, he can shut his mouth. Like, the the constant shots throughout the week of taking aims at John Jones and saying, oh, you know, I, I'm going to stay in my weight so I can always fight at 185. Some dudes bulk up in a new division and they'll never end up winning. It's like, you know, you can be quiet because you bumped up 20 pounds, similar to John, what he's doing in the heavyweight division. So I don't know. I think it was like a very good day to see I, I wanted him to win I did want Izzy to win but it was kind of a, as a John Jones fan it was like a glorious day to see if you can't get through this guy too easily you're going to have a hard day with someone like John Jones who's going to just break you down so it, it was a it was a that was that was my main opinion when it came to that fight especially my thing is is that like the UFC wouldn't have let Izzy fight John Jones on the greatest day on earth because <laughs> no, nah, they just wouldn't because like you're telling me that this, this man who weighs 200 pounds is going to go fight possibly the greatest fighter of all time when he just said, Hey, and who knows if it's true? Like who knows how much he actually weighs, but he's saying that he's walking around around 240. You're telling me that this man who is a champion at 185 is going to fight somebody who could be possibly walking around 60 pounds, like, or 60 to 40 pounds higher than him. Nah, that they wouldn't, they wouldn't let that happen. Not even for the most money. I don't think so. If, if, if AC won last night, they were going to push that. They weren't going to be like, AC, you got to defend the light heavyweight belt. No, no. Hey, is he, you know, Good job, you're the light heavyweight champion. Can you drop the middleweight belt? Because we, we don't want you to fight a middleweight no more. Mm. And we're going to set up this John fight in December. You, that's that's exactly what they were going to do. But in a sense, it was a blessing in disguise for Israel to let him know, like, hey, he's going to have to increase his frame when he's taking on bigger opponents. Because if you're fighting a guy who's, hey, he's he's bigger and stronger than somebody who's what you're used to fighting and what you're used to going against, then it's like, all right, you have to go in the lab and put some muscle mass on and deal with people who fight at that, at that size more often than not. You just... Technique goes out the window sometimes when you're fighting somebody who's a lot larger than you or and they're a trained professional as well, right? We're not right. talking about some bum on the fucking street. Israel smoked the guy, but since he fought, like you guys mentioned, the champion who's 20 pounds above you, you know, hey, technique might not work because that other guy got some technique as well, which showed last night in the fight. I can't even attest to that. Like in high school, I used to wrestle. And 
I remember I had some match. I had a match with a guy one time where I technically, and I wasn't the best or anything, but like I was technically better than this guy when it came to like how to wrestle, right? But he was stronger than me. So at some point it's like, he realized like, oh, I can just use my strength. If at that moment it was just, hey, I got to use my strength. So it's like, and even I've been in the same situation on the other end where someone's smaller and it's, okay, we're practicing. It's like, okay, well, I'm tired of being technical with you right now. I'm going to just use my weight. So it's like, at some point, there's a reason why people that are fighting at that weight class aren't just barely making it, making that weight. Like the only time you have those anomalies is someone like Deontay Wilder. And that's a whole nother conversation, just being so light compared to your your division. But yeah. Even even Jan had said a few times during the press conference, was saying, hey, like, uh, once Izzy started getting a little tired, I started, you know, utilizing the takedown. Now, that's not to say that when Izzy drops back down to 185, somebody's going to be able to use that exact game plan. That is not the case. Like, you're telling me that essentially, like, these people have to be right around the same weight, and they're not going to have the strength of a Jan Blackaways. So it's like anybody at 185 who's thinking about copying that little um that game plan, stop immediately. Like yeah. I'm honestly don't think I don't think Izzy's gonna lose. Whoever he fights against at 185, I think he beats them handedly. For Izzy to lose at 185 for right now, for right now, excuse me, does not look very feasible for a lot of people. They have to be like Habib level grappling where they could shut shut down the striking. Other than that, it shows that Izzy's good enough to stop takedowns, you know, at middleweight. And obviously, he's the best striker at middleweight. So it's going to take hell of a lot for someone to beat him down there at 185. But light heavyweight, obviously, like, hey, look, we really just need to oppose our size and will. And, you know, we could definitely hold the dude down enough to score points and win the round and hopefully the fight. But I... I don't think the main I don't think the main event fight was a great fight. I don't think it was a bomb burner as such. But what I will say, it really showed a lot and it was a good technical fight. And just that's how sometimes it goes when you have overhyped uh events like this. What did you guys think about the co-main event with Amanda Nunes, you know, washing Megan Anderson and making Megan Anderson hug her baby after? As a as a as a sign of respect, Amanda knew that is she's like she's like a don. She you know she she disciplined the person that was coming at her, and she was like, "Hey, I'll make it up to you, but you need to pay your respects to my newborn daughter." And that's what Megan Anderson exactly did. Oh wow! Went and and hugged her and everything. Yeah, she ringed her ass out and made her hug her her daughter. Like I've never seen no shit like that ever, man. Megan Anderson looked like she didn't know what was going on. Her eyes were so wide, getting punched in the face, on the ground. She just looked like she got hit with, like, you know, a tornado or just got, like, some whirlwind came in and just fucked up her room. Like, she was like, what is going on? Like, for all of the two minutes that she was in that fight, she was losing. So it's like, you know, what What else do we really have to say? We knew that she was going to get beat. We said, hey, whatever Amanda Nunez wants to do, she's going to do that. And that's exactly what she did. And she's going to keep on doing it until she wants to stop. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know? that's a fact. That's a fact. I peeped the Frank, uh, the Frank reference, too. But, um, 
nah, like, yeah, there was nothing, there's nothing that she could do. There's a reason why Amanda Nunes is considered the greatest woman's fighter of all time. Exactly. And it's the fact that she's called the lioness because she literally plays with her prey. Like it's, you, you don't really, you come, it's, it's very reminiscent of those days where you would hear about Mike Tyson, right? And hear yeah. about how, oh yeah, you go in, you don't even know if you're gonna be able to see him. If you if you leave to go to the bathroom, you might miss the whole 20 seconds, which was the whole fight. And I'm not saying necessarily she is knocking people out at a rate of like 20 seconds per fight, but she pretty much is dominating almost every round that she's been in for for a while now. And it's at the end of the day, it's not. This is even beyond just her and Megan Anderson. It's like there's not, there's, there's not even much to be said about that because of just the caliber of fighter that she's fighting, and it's, it's no knock on Megan Anderson. Sometimes it's just how the, how the cards play out. The MMA guys have not decided, have decided that it's not time for her, Amanda Nunes, to give up the, the crown. Like yeah. they're going, like they're going to be putting her in like a, she's like in a whole different bracket. At yeah. this point, compared to her peers, I, I'll put it like this: Shouts out to Amanda Nunes. She got herself a nice, easy paycheck where she probably needed. Hey, you know, the baby needs some more stuff. Yeah, take this one. All right, cool. I need to buy my baby a new crib. You know, the Gucci sneakers—they don't—they don't make themselves. The so, Prada Pampers, man. Yeah, they—they they don't make themselves. So, yeah, take this fight. Oh, it's Megan. All right, cool. You know, and she walked out with a million dollars for spanking for speaking Megan Anderson and out of frustration of the fight, she made Megan, you know, pay her respects to her newborn daughter. So like, I have no issues how the fight went kind of like I predicted, Hey, this was either going to be a first round finish or she was just going to play with her for five rounds. It's going to be hard for anybody to fight Amanda Nunes and for them to sell narrative because she's beat, everybody that needed to be beat and anybody else coming in after her is more or less okay is does she want to get some rounds in and she's going to play around or is she going to just go ahead and call it a night easily and that's just how the shit is going to go with her and i have no problem with it but it's going to be really hard to start selling narratives for her because there's just no woman on the planet called earth and our galaxy that can beat Amanda Nunes. There's none. The only way Amanda is going to have some type of challenge is if she goes over to boxing and does the big fight with Clarissa Shields. I don't know. And I don't think it's going to happen at least not right now, but she has no challenge at MMA no more. She's, she's the best when it comes to grappling she could pull off crazy submissions. She pulled off a, a triangle armbar. That looks like, hey, I've i just been doing this in the gym this week. Let me see if it works. You know, that's that's what she was just doing. She could have knocked Megan out if she wanted to. Shouts out to Mandy Nunes. I applaud her. I thought she did an amazing job. Shouts out to her. Now the UFC has to go back to the drawing board to to find another believable opponent. Honestly, that might be the reason why she can't main event. Because she doesn't have a good dance partner. Yeah. That might be why. Honestly, we're going to have to start. And I I consider Amanda Nunes to be on 
the Mount Rushmore at this point in time, man. Like, how many how many people have been this dominant in the history of MMA? Period. Like, you know what I mean? Like, two division, unstoppable force. Like, you can talk about the talent of competition she has, but is it because like she has no competition, or is it because she's that good? And right now, it's a little bit hard to tell. Well, I put like this. I don't think that's an argument because like she's beat the top people. She's knocked right. out Chris Ivor. She's knocked out Holly Holmes. She's choked out Misha Tate. She knocked out Ronda Rousey. You know, she dominated Jermaine Durandamy. The people that most of the MMA community considered, hey, this is the top of heap of women. She's ran through them. She's ran through them easily with little to no effort. So yep. it's it's, I, I feel like that argument can't be made because she's already beat the top females. So if she's watching these, you no, know, hey, we're just going to bring these in because we need a body. Oh, well, <laughs> like, what can you do? That's why I said that her only challenge is if she crossed over to boxing, where she has to limit herself to something that she's not limiting herself to when she's training for these fights. So I don't know. I'm not mad at it. It's up to the UFC's job to find her opponent for the fans to believe into. It's not her job. She's doing exactly what the fuck she needs to be doing. Right. Yeah. Like, so what you're saying that, right? It, it made me think. So do you think because of that, do you think this may push the UFC event to eventually add a new division by making a higher weight class for women so there's more women? To no, there's not, not enough. It's not yeah, enough. Not enough. There, okay. There's not. There's not even enough for 145, where she just defended the belt at. So <laughs> that is crazy. Alone, if, if they did 155 <laughs> women's, they're gonna. They're really gonna be struggling. There's been rumors and talks that they're gonna fold the 145 division, and I wouldn't be mad if they did because there's nobody there. And Amanda, remember, she's still the queen pit of as at 135 as well, but 135 is a bit more flushed out than 145 so that wouldn't solve the amanda problem at all yeah, i don't even think it's like a problem animals. i don't even think it's a problem i'm more impressed with amanda nunez than i am with you know habib i'm gonna be real with you because at least amanda's finishing all her opponents <laughs> amanda's making it look easy if she's not finishing them and i think she's not she's not going to be in line to like to really fight anybody um but with the third co-main event, or I should say the third title fight, we had Aljamain Sterling fight Peter Yan, and this is one of the most interesting endings we've seen in the fight in probably quite a bit of time. If you were watching the fight, and I'll, I'll just give my piece now, for throughout the first four rounds, it was relatively back and forth. This was a close fight, you know? It wasn't like somebody was fully dominating or anything like that. And midway through the fourth round, Peter Yan had... Aljamain Sterling on the ground, mind you, three points of contact means you are a downed opponent, which means you cannot be kneed in the head. And what did Peter Yon, or I'm sorry, Piotr Yon do? He kneed him in the head. And th there are a lot of people in the MMA community that are saying one of two things. They're saying that while Aljamain is acting for his life or while he got hit with a very illegal shot that clearly dazed him and the fight was over. I'm in the latter group. I think um, he got hit with like a clean ass knee and just couldn't fight anymore. That's my opinion. I think he was in a 
situations where he could have won the fight. I don't think he was winning the fight, but he was damn close. It, it's arguable. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm not mad at Aljamain Sterling. I think he um, can still win the title. I think probably the person who misses out the most because of the situation is, Co- is Corey. Is it Cody or Corey Sanhagen? I keep on fucking it up. Corey. Corey Sanhagen. Shouts out the Sandman. He's not going to get that title shot right now. That's what I can say. He's going to have to wait. So he might fight TJ Dillashaw, but they're going to run it back immediately. The fight was very competitive. It was probably the most competitive title fight out of the three fights, really. Well, no, let me not say that because the main event was pretty competitive too. But as far as entertainment goes, that was probably the most entertaining title fight out of all three, just because it was a little back and forth. I had Pilter winning the fight up until that point, but Aljamain wasn't too far behind. Aljamain, he could have done enough to gain momentum back where hey, in the fifth round, it comes down to this last round type of deal. And of course, we can't predict on who was going to do what because the fight was so back and forth. But what I will say is I had Pilter given, you know, I had him edging the fight up until that point. I agree with you, Nigel, that and the many others that he got cracked with a big ass knee and that's what got the fight stopped because it was a legal shot versus the people claiming Aljo flopped like he was LeBron James to walk away with it, <laughs> to walk away with the championship. And I think that the narrative is being crazy with this one because it's like, hey, he just flopped for so long and then he, you know, he was able to give an interview. Well, people are ignoring the fact that the doctor came to check on him. It was like 10 fucking minutes between him getting kneed in the face to him doing that interview. So, I mean, do people expect for him to be concussed nonstop and throwing up and all that? And then days later, he could finally give an interview. It doesn't work like that. There's people who's been knocked out viciously and then they're able to get up and, and walk out the octagon. I don't agree with him being interviewed. I don't because if the dude is supposed to be a concussed and all that, why are you interviewing a concussed guy who's clear, clearly not in the right mind frame? But I also don't think it was far-fetched for him to have his wits about him after being, you know, knocked out the way he was. I have no problem with the title change because that's what the rules say. The rules say, hey, disqualification, you must give up the belt. Hey, it is what it is. That's what the rules say. But I agree with the masses that this fight needs needs to this is immediate rebash title fight it seemed like it was a, a competitive fight at some point but i do feel i i do feel as though like Jan was making was breaking his way to win the fight like an injury like something like that when you watch it it looks like something out of mortal Kombat to some extent the way like he just flings back right i there's some i can understand someone saying a flop but it's not like they rehearsed that. That's the only way that yeah. could be a flop if they rehearsed something like that, which I highly doubt. So, I mean, you saw how Aljermaine, even when he was given the presented the belt, he was upset about it. So, and he didn't accept it because he understands that it, it's not a real victory, nonetheless. So, I, I'm I'm hoping that they're able to create a rematch as soon as possible. Let Aljermaine get his wits back to him, and then they go out there to fight again, and then then we can actually say who is the real champion, but we don't want this to take too long because then it just closes up the division. So 
Yeah. Uh, what I will say, you know, just to kind of end this off, is that um, Aljamain Sterling, if you were watching the fight, he started off very good in the first and then started to really gas. At least it appeared that he was gassed in the third and fourth. A lot of the reason why he found himself in that position to get need is because he had no energy. Like, for somebody who I've seen fight five-round fights and I've seen put on good performances throughout full-length fights, last night he looked different. And he looked like he was gassed and he looked like he might have had a little bit too much adrenaline in the beginning of the fight. Because when that happens, all that shit eventually comes back down to earth and you are tired. That's the way he looked. They said that he was winning Oscars. He wasn't acting, but I'll tell you who was acting and is up for a Golden Globe nomination, Daniel Kaluuya. No, I think he won it. Oh, he won it. Yeah, I think him, Chadwick Boseman, and John Boyega, they all won their respective uh, things for the Golden Globes. So shouts out to all three brothers. I'm glad. I felt like Daniel Kaluuya winning was very justified because I thought the movie Judas the Black Messiah, it's an early movie of the year contender. And I gr- granted, we still have a long ways to go before the year is over, before we can start naming what's the movie of the year or not. But Judas and Black Messiah, so far to me, is the best film of the year. I don't see another film being better than that right now. But what I will say for the other two gentlemen that won, you know, congratulations, congratulations to them. And I just think that it's time that, you know, us brothers are getting recognized as great of actors and actresses shouts out to the sisters too that we are and i feel like there's been times in history and this is public knowledge to all the listeners where black people have been passed up for winning and all that stuff just because they were black and i have i have no problem if person who's not black that's won i just want somebody to win because they're the best in that category for that year that's that's just how I want it. I remember one year, the Oscars, where they had La La Land winning the picture of the year, and it was a big mistake that Moonlight won. Now, I never seen La La Land, and I see Moonlight, and I'm not a fan of the Moonlight movie. I just don't like it. But what I will say is that caused some controversy amongst the community, a couple controversies, like, oh, Moonlight only won because it was by Black people. Oh, La La Land you know, it's a white person only film, da, da, da. And I just feel like that's always going to happen when the Oscars keep doing controversial things. So hopefully the Oscars, Golden Globes, whatever, Emmys, all the fucking corrupt award shows, hopefully they get to the point where it's like, hey, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. It's if you are the best in that category for this year. And I think these winners it was showing that. So shouts out to them. Yeah. I've seen, um, I, I remember the, that whole thing with Moonlight. I was actually watching something from Twitter recently about it. The main thing is that I really wanted to be based off the talent at the end of the day, no matter, no matter what. And it goes from not even just race or gender, but so many other things that can fall into place, whether it's who's backed by who or whatever the case may be X, Y, and Z. But I, Outside of that, I do want to say congratulations to all of them. The only movie I haven't seen was Small Axe. 
I've, I've definitely seen Judas and Black Messiah, and I do agree in that. I think it's, if not the best movie, it's one of the best movies of this year so far. Um, I did have a chance to see uh, Ma, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which I'm not gonna lie to you, was, I was very impressed. I'll say that much. Like when I watched it, I think I watched it twice. So it's it's really, it's very great to see like these actors and also that thing of seeing the new generation of actors because we we grew up on the Will Smiths, the Denzel Washingtons, the Holly Berries. And now we're, the question is always, well, when, as Denzel fades out, who comes in next? And now- His son. Like we have, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally he really, his son really does help hold the legacy. Um, and Michael B. Jordan and stuff, guys like that. Like, it's good to see this new generation of actors and they're getting the due respects that some of their, the people that came before them, like a Denzel or Holly Berry didn't get. So, so thankful, thankfully times have changed and this has been able to happen. Yeah. I, um, haven't got to see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but I think that's the next movie I'm probably going to watch. You know, like I heard that Chadwick Boseman actually had a, very good performance in that movie, you know, talented actor, of course, you know, definitely um, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. But yes, sir. It's it's like, I guess for me, um, I am glad that these actors are winning because they actually do have acting talent. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I think giving the award to Chadwick Boseman would be an honorable thing to do because, you know, of what happened with him. But at the same point in time, I'm glad that, it's not just, okay, this actor passed, let's give him something because it's the right thing to do. And like, nah, like he earned it. Like, even if he was alive, he probably would have got it anyway, because he was just, he was just a talented guy. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So I'll put it like this, right? Fair. The, the meaning of fair is like definitely about perception. Right. And we all know that definitely fits into award shows. Right. So me personally, um, shouts out to them. I, I think they're all talented. I think they deserve that. And I'm not mad at it. What I will say about these award shows is it seems like they are heading in the right direction as far as like nominations and people who actually win or whatever. Of course, things are not going to change overnight completely, but they keep heading towards the right direction. We'll see better award shows when we're in our fucking 40s and 50s. Yeah. So. You know, shouts out to the winners again. R.P. Charik Bosom, a.k.a. the true Black Panther. And, you know, he'll be missed because he was part of, like, you know, the new generation of legendary Black actors. So shouts out to him. And I have no problem with the winners. But what I will say real quick before we move on to the next topic, guys, is listeners, make sure you tune in and watch WandaVision, it's finished and just watch it in entirety. That was just a quick plug. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's I, it. You're going to tell them to do that. Make sure they watch Snowfall as well. well yeah, watch Snowfall. Well, watch Snowfall as well. That's another quick plug in. Watch it. No, you can watch, watch it. Snowfall. It's on Hulu. Watch Snowfall first. I, I mean, you can watch whatever you want. Not everybody wants to be into drugs. So. <laughs> 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 you know what's crazy is when you like when I saw the trailers for that show when it first came out, I was like, oh shit, they're doing they're dealing drugs and shit. That's like the wire. I was like, yo, I'm there. <laughs> yo, the wire is a good show. Like, I'm not it, it is. the wire it, it, it's, it's a good show. It, it's a I mean the show, wa- yeah. the wire is a classic show. Like, even like 
this show, I, my main thing was because it's loosely based off like the real Rick Ross. So that's that was like my main thing. And then on top of it, speaking about like these black actors and everything like that, the person that made that was making uh, Snowfall actually was John Singleton. So that yeah. was John, John awesome. Singleton's show. So it, it all kind of just all loops in, you know, some somehow. It, I guess like in the scariest of hours, it kind of just ties ties all ties itself in. Man. I mean, he, I he knew it. Here he we go. he bet he betted he betted Rick Ross. So you know, I, <laughs> I kind of figured I kind of figured it. You know, I was like, all right, what's the drop going to come? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I always get curious to see how y'all are going to transition to the next topic. Like, I'm I'm always wondering. I'm like, who's going to do it? You know what yeah. I mean? So shout so, man, shout we got bars, man. Yeah, hey, shouts out <laughs> to, to the. Shouts out to the number one rapper today. They yes. go today, Drake. The number one rapper today for sure. The Scary Hours 2 EP. It it was just three songs, and he had the whole world of music talking about it. I've even seen people like Amy Schumer talking about it. Uh, so Everybody was fucking with it, of course. A lot of people loved the Lemon Pepper freestyle. Seen some people really hyped on the little baby feature and all that. I think Scary Hours EP, I think this Scary Hours was better than the first one. I agree. And shouts out to Drake, man. He knows how to do it. And apparently, the dude's going to sell over 100000 and one of the songs is going to be number one on the billboard next week, apparently due to projections and shit. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. You have, you got guys who's putting out full length projects, you know, heavy auto tune and they're only doing 30,000 a week. Then you got this guy. He, he just announced it 24 hours prior to releasing. Hey, I'm dropping this. Boom. Motherfuckers went crazy. So shouts out to him. Shouts out to Rick Ross. Shouts out to Lil Baby. You know, shouts out to the entire OVO sound. Cause this was just nothing but a positive look for him. I'm not surprised that he's that he's gonna sell a hundred thousand. He's fucking Drake, yo. Like, you know, like Drake can spit in the air and that shit's gonna sell like quickly. You know what I mean? Like it's it just is what it is, because he's Drake, you know, like. Anything that he puts his name on will sell to a certain degree, especially if it's his directly. You know what I mean? This kind of put things more in perspective as to where Drake is now, being that he's been here so far, so long. And it's like, what has it been about a decade so far? A little bit over a decade since so far gone dropped. Yep. I think the thing about when it comes to scary hours, too, is that a lot of people were questioning, will, is Drake on the fall off, right, of his career? And when this came out, it just showed, nah, nothing's changed. The he, it sounds like Drake is only getting better as a rapper while still keeping like that number one spot. At this point, it's like the well, he's only been competing with himself first for years now. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. From here in this pack, what is to come from him? We're going to get something very special where he might he. I'm not going to say he's going to do a diamond, but he might be able to sell 500 or like he might be able to sell a cup like 5 million in like the first two weeks. 
Ooh, man. I if think he, he goes platinum, but, you know, diamond, though? Diamond in the first two weeks? I, that's a lot. I think, that, yo. Yeah, I, that's, that is a lot. That's that's a, like, but, whoa. Uh, uh, that's a, uh, that's but a you, lot. A hundred, <laughs> but think about 100,000 for a handful of songs. It's Drake. Exactly. Imagine, imagine, exactly, but imagine when the next out, okay, I might be a little ambitious with a, a diamond, right? I was going to say diamond yeah. is, man, that's, yeah. that's a feat. Yeah, only Eminem, only Eminem and 50 Cent have done that. Like, yeah. and those are like breakout that's albums. So that's a little, yeah. that's ambitious, but yeah. even then, like, I think he could sell, I think he might be able to do at least maybe almost two. He could possibly do two million in a week. I'll give you two. And, yeah, I'll give you that too. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Like two million, and that's going to probably if he does two million in a week, that's going to probably be his biggest number so far to date. Like this but guy that, is like, you saw the list. Has, like I, I'm sorry, my bad, bro. My bad. No, I'm so, I'm so. Go yeah. ahead, finish your statement, bro. Because I don't. Well, I, no, I, I no, don't no. Know. Well, all all I was gonna say was you saw the list where where the streams when you take out Drake and Kanye West. Yes. Like, <laughs> so I didn't see this. Hold on, wait. Y'all gotta inform me. And the listeners. Um, the, all it was was uh, a list of the most streamed music without Drake or Kanye for the year, and then that's when you had like QC. Oh. Um, okay. CMG. Uh, yeah. CMG. CMG yeah. Yeah, like Q- QC was the number one man. So uh, tell you, the baby, the Migos, they they they're big. They're big. Yeah. Obviously, they're not Drake big, but they're, they're big. Just think, you need like one one whole label essentially, like, and they probably don't sell like Drake does. You know what I mean? Like by himself. You know what I mean? Right, right. But they're they're big. Migos, baby. I mean, uh, City Girls, unfortunately, but. Shout out to the city girls, man. Broke, I, broke. Yeah. You already know. Yeah, listen, yeah, listen, yeah. man. Listen, you saw, you saw. Listen, man. You saw Uzi wifed up JT. So, hey, shout out, shout out to Uzi. You know what I mean? If I yeah. was in this position, I'd wife up JT too. But yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just showing them. black. I'm just. A, I'm just showing appreciation for black love. That's all. I ain't. I ain't, I ain't saying nothing about anything you're saying. Oh, uh, okay. She just she still makes terrible music. So, <laughs> which which is what we're talking about. So, she you know, may be she may be a great human being. You could probably kick it with her, watch mad movies, play video games, but she's her music is just not it. That's why we don't talk about it like that. Yeah, so, until you catch you like Rich the Kid, man. Nah. <laughs> I anyway, mean, go ahead. He, he, Anyway, anyway, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's just move on. What God. I was just gonna say. <laughs> what I was just gonna say about Drake. The only thing, right? I think Drake is the goat of today's rap. One hundred percent. He's gonna be amongst the top ten of greatest rappers of all time. But what stops him from being number one, like Jay Z, of like any time period, any generation, da da da, is not so much that he could sell because obviously he's proven with every album going platinum even a few mixtapes going platinum is that hey does the quality of music equal up to what jay-z has done you know certified lover boy is a chance for him to enter that argument because if certified lover boy is a certified classic far as quality of music then whoo it's gonna be wow it's kind of like when lebron won the fourth ring Hey, is he greater than Jordan? I say no, but 
that conversation that conversation is still there if it doesn't if the album doesn't deliver it will be that conversation of like oh you could have kept this or heck even the as going to as far as pushing the that conversation of the drake and ross project that people want now like it, it's one of those things where like if, if you don't please the fans and the fans aren't happy it's just going to be like you said it's just going to be a lot a lot of complaints so i think drake is going to deliver and i think even i think he just has a great formula that kind of that so far has never let us down as like listeners and fans but i couldn't imagine him putting out an album and people saying i don't like this like if the crit if the overall response is this is a bad album if that, I'll put it like this, if that album sounds anything like that first song off of Scary Hours 2, I'm not going to like it. I'm I, honest. I hear you. I'm not, I, I actually didn't mind that song. I thought that song wasn't that bad, but I agree. Those songs should not make the album. I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you the, I'll send you the, the other version of that song. Okay. There's a, there's a other, ver, there's a song called, Val, someone put out a leak a while ago. I thought I sent it, but it's called Valentine's Day. Okay. And it's uh, it, he says the same thing in there, but it sounds a lot slow. The cadence is a lot slower, and it sounds better. So. Okay, because I feel like that song was perfect for mixtape vibes, EP shit. But that's not what I want to hear on a fucking classic album. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree I, with that. I thought, yeah, to me, it felt like he was trying to like follow under Playboy Cardi's lane with that type of beat. Yeah, I yeah. feel like this, right? Like, and I'll say this, and we can move on. Like, I'll called drake the um number one rapper right now like me and Lyle were having a um discussion i think that's you know common sense right if you listen to rap um right. but what i'll say is that like for me i i find it hard to call people in general like goats like because of what you know of course the acronym means like greatest of all time right you know what i mean so when i think of the greatest of all time for rap i think about jay-z but i will not deny that drake is the guy right now that's a fact and that's you can't argue that. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. I agree with you, Nigel. As you said, we already had this conversation. Shouts out to the listeners for getting to this point of the episode because if you feel like we're wrong in our assessment, leave us a Lucky. review. That too, but leave us a review, leave a comment, reach out to us and explain to why we may be wrong and why we meet why we need to croak over and be six feet under and shit like that. Shaking in the grave. Shaking in the graves. Yeah, just leave the door open. That's a lot. Yeah, so just let us know leave why we're wrong. Open. But right now, what we say stands. The guy, Drake, is numero uno. Numero uno without a doubt. So seeing as that's not the only new music that came out this week, I know that you guys have also heard Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, a.k.a. Anderson pa- Anderson Pack, and Bruno Mars. What did you guys think? Classic. Yeah, that, it's it sounds like I listened to it once, and it sounds like we're in store for like the, I, the dream project that we thought it would be when we first saw the flyer. Like, yeah. I just can't. It just makes me more excited for the album. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to say too much about it neither until we listen to the whole album. But that that song was like, wow. That that was a dope song. That song was fire. Um, big fan of Anderson Pack. Um, 
I'm curious to see what happens from this album. I think they sound, you know, great together. It's I think it's going to be a good album. I think it kind of has a sound of what I thought it would sound like in my head. Um, I didn't know exactly what it would be, but I'm kind of I'm glad that it sounded good. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah it sounded pretty good. Like I, I'm a fan of it. I definitely can say that much. Like, and I think I think there's I think there's something our fans would be a fan of also. Would you guys like telling them? No, no why you you uh no why you you suggested it. You're the reason why we all watched it. Oh, watched it. You talk about the fucking movie. Yes. You. T- <laughs> well, all right. Shit. I thought you'd just be better suited, you know, because you you know how to make an introduction to bizarre things. So, <laughs> <laughs> but shouts out, shouts out to Nigel though. So, listeners. As I said before on previous episodes, you know, we like to mix things up sometimes. And this time we're going to be doing a quick review of potentially a hood movie classic, Conflicted by Griselda and BSF, short for Black Soprano Family. Now, listeners, it's also, it's not a secret. All three of us are Griselda fans. We enjoy what? their music. We, we I've never listened to Benny. <laughs> we like... <laughs> You know, we think that they're they're great, phenomenal rappers. Probably the you know some of the best rappers of today. So anyway, they they came out with their own in house movie that looks like hey, you know how to work a camera. Called Conflicted. Now this movie, without ruining it or whatever like that, is basically you know typical hotel guy gets out of jail, trying to stay away from the streets, but he gets pulled He's back in becomes conflicted yes. yeah there you go <laughs> boom so i thought the movie was entertaining and i thought this movie was rewatchable i'm actually gonna talk to my spouse and be like hey let's rewatch this but i can understand why somebody's like they don't like this movie <laughs> i get that i get that 100 and i think that this movie should be when you watch this, watch it with the open mind, of course. Don't expect for this to be an Academy Award or Oscar, whatever it's called. Look at this movie. It's like, hey, we're gonna have we're gonna try to draw ourselves and be entertained. And if you look at it like that, um, I think you will enjoy it. If you look at it as like, oh, I'm gonna hardcore critique it with a stick up my ass, you're gonna hate it. So no. I mean, I, I, I second that by saying like just watch the movie like you would watch any other movie like because like if, it, if you're trying to nitpick like you'll you, anything you try to nitpick at you'll be there so you'll sit there all day so but outside of that my opinion of this movie honestly i really loved it um it was it for me i think definitely like coming up like when killer season by cameron or Paid in Full came out, where like these were like, or Three Strikes, like these other type of movies from that same genre had came out years before. It gave me the, it was like a very nostalgic feeling of that type of of movies, right? So I was very interested in how the plot would be because like I just literally went into it like it was a movie. I didn't think hood movie, rap movie, nothing just like, oh, I'm about to sit here because it was it's on Amazon Prime. So it's, it's one of those unique things of where you had to used to scramble for a DVD. Cause this would be something you'd be scrambling for, for a DVD. If this was like 15 years ago, like yeah. 
this is like one of those movies that's it's on Amazon Prime. If you have it, you're good. You can watch it. So we watched. So I watched it, and I was just like, I was just kind of blown away how good it actually was compared to what I think of other movies that are in that same class. Because I just pinned it against like uh, Killer Season a lot when I was watching it, but yeah, for the right reasons though. So yeah, I was I was watching it, and I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Um, it's not you know the best movie that's ever been made, but. <clears throat> Sorry. I think that if you're watching it and you don't have super high expectations, which you shouldn't if you're watching this movie, in my opinion, it's not a bad movie at all. Like, also, you got to think, like, a lot of these people, Benny, Westside, they're not actors. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like you're not expecting them to go out and fucking act like Chadwick Boseman. Like, you're just not. So yeah. it's like, you know, come on, like what's your expectations should be at a certain level. That being said, I think this movie was pretty good. You know, like it's not like it's so stereotypical to be like, oh, OK, I can see A, B, C. Like you might have a feeling of what's going to happen, but the way it happens is a little interesting. Yeah. Now, do you guys want to get into spoilers real quick? Because I want to talk about a scene from the uh, movie. All oh. right, listeners, these are the spoilers. If you listen to it, fuck you. We warned you. All right. That's it. This and last... check. Wait, 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 wait. Check the timestamps too, listeners. That will be the best way for you to uh, to see when to skip over it. But uh, right. all right, go ahead, Nigel. So this last... Well, do y'all want to go through the movie or can I just talk about what I want to talk about? Just talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah. This last fucking it. scene with Westside had me dying, yo. <laughs> Westside comes to the park casually, you know what I mean? Just, you know, looking for some shit and just kills this dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh just shoots him in the face. And then the other guys are like, whoa, whoa. But guess what? Still buys it. He's like, you know, this shit's good. All right, I'll hit y'all back. Yeah. Ops in the car, ops in the Maybach and leave. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a that shit's crazy. Yeah, man. Shout out to the art, the musically inclined art director of the year, because that shit was funny as fuck. <laughs> it was just, you know, he wrote that scene. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He came up writing in his own music. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yo, this is how we're going to do this scene real quick. All right. Like, yeah. it, that, that scene, when he hops out, is like, all right, he hops out the car, boom, hey, yo, let me get two things, da da da. And he just, he just, it, it wasn't even like he just shot the guy. He he shot him, he was dead. And then he just <laughs> shot him like seven more times. Yeah. yeah. Like then, it was personal. Yeah. <laughs> and then still bought what he came hey. for. <laughs> and then, and then at, put, got himself back together, and it was like, yo, we ain't got no problems, right? Is there a problem here? Nah, nah, nah. All right, let me let me try that. He was like, yo, you can take whatever you want, man. You can have whatever you want. Yo, you can take all the weed. I don't even care no more. He was like, oh, all right, I, this is good. I, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna come back and see you. It's like, Please what? And, and then it says to be continued. Like, yeah. <laughs> so conflicted two is coming out, y'all. Like, I'll be watching it. I know. Yes. Like, it I is what too. it is. Honestly, honestly, man, I think I I would buy this movie off of Amazon Prime. Because, you know, at some point they're going to take it off and all that because they like to recycle what's free and what's not. But this movie, I think I will buy it. It's only twelve ninety nine. Why not keep it in the collection? And, you know, years down the road, hey, you want to watch some Conflicted or something? It's kind of like Killer Season, you know? Hey, I want to laugh, so let's pop something in real quick. So yeah. I have no 
problem with this movie. I think it was good so far. I'm so entertained about it. And I think that's the job of a movie to be yep. entertained. Exactly. So shouts out, shouts out to all Griselda BSF shouts out to the local people that they knew. Cause you could tell some of these guys, Hey man, you want to be in a movie? I yeah. fuck with that. Yeah. yeah. I fuck with Yo. it too. Yeah. You know the main character, right? The dude Deuce that came King. home from jail. Yeah, Deuce King. You know he's the one that wrote this movie, right? Yep, yeah, I was paying yeah. attention because yeah. that's yeah. that's one thing I really pay attention to when I watch movies because these decisions that these characters are making are based off of that nigga. So it's like, hey, if your writer isn't good, <laughs> your movie's gonna be shitty no matter what. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. For because the movie was good, and you could tell. Like, I found I found his IG page and all of that, and I was like, oh. You can tell, like, he showed a picture of, like, him being escorted into the prison before. So, like, you could tell, like, certain decisions, like you said, like, with this character, like, you have to have a good writer because it has to be believable. Exactly. And and certain things in the movie were like, uh, I'm not necessarily going to say this is how it would happen, but it feels, this feels like a believable scenario. And, like, that's, that's... I, that's all I had to say. Like, that's just, it was a dope, it was a really dope movie, like, for what it was. I got yeah. two more things to say, and I'll pass it back to you, Lyle. All right. Um, one, Brie, very attractive woman, very toxic. Unfortunate what happened to her, toxic as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, clearly. Two, you already know that dude's cousin's about to be the main antagonist, and that's all I'll say. Yeah, that's... That, uh, that part that the way that movie ends even before like yeah but even like as like when him and his man's is having that conversation outside of the club like the thing that gets me on there was i'm like why would you even tell her about like what happened like about her say anything to her you know what i'm saying he's trying to rile her up yeah but i'm thinking myself I'm like i get i know that but i'm also thinking you're implicating yourself and you're implicating you you and, that. Your, <laughs> you and your friend in, of a crime that you committed. Yeah. You're literally, you're literally telling her, yeah, we're the ones that killed your brother. He didn't you're, say that. He just said he knew him. Yeah. It was like, that's true. Well. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but Personally. You, you, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, he says, he says, yeah, me and him did a men back in the day. Did he say that? I'll have to rewatch yes. it. Cause there was well, a lot going, going on in that scene. Yeah, and that scene, like I'm listening to it, and you can hear, like he says, "I'll tell how we did them back in did them back in the day," but like it was like under all of the chatter, man. Like that that was kind of like a very tragic thing, right? Because it's like, damn, he fell in love with this girl. This girl's mm. actually a a good woman compared to Toxic Bree, and (laughs) and if you could tell that the you know I forgot the his fucking name in the movie, but you could tell that. No, not Valentine, not the, the, oh, main, the main character. character. Yeah, the main yeah. character. I don't know. I can't but remember his name either. You could, but you could tell that he was Hunter. trying to be yeah, Hunter. Yeah, there yeah. we go. You were trying to. You could tell that Hunter was trying to be on steer to the right path and move past his mistakes and shit. Even though he was going back to some of that shit throughout the movie, but I mean, hence the movie conflicted, right? But I um, got his boy. Yeah, but the it was fucking crazy because I was just like. How if you're in that situation, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with it like damn this girl that I just got pregnant that I actually want to be with and you know and maybe marry one day? I'm the one that killed her brother from years ago over some, you know, street 
street shit. Crazy. That is that's fucking crazy. And you know who he was back then. You could tell that's not who he was at the end of the movie. You know, and it was just kind of like that's that was very tragic. You know what I mean? And I think that's if they really pulled the trigger on a sequel, which you know. I would like to see a sequel. That's going to be an interesting thing to explore. And, but do you think the girl's dead or do you think she, you know, they might find a way to soap opera and, and make her stay alive? That's a lot of questions, man. Is she dead? Is Valentine dead? You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't think Valentine's dead. He was kind of like just moving around and shit after he got shot. It, Valentine, he, in my opinion, in the next movie, he's going to be the main antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I don't know. It's bad guy. Uh, yeah, like it's I'm not to answer your question. And I don't know. I don't think she. I think I think I think she's going to die. I think she's probably not alive. And I think unfortunately because she's pregnant, the baby probably unfortunately as well. So I think it's going to turn. I think it's going to change the whole thing. Like like you said, like the antagonist thing with Hunt Hunter and. And Valentine, yeah, is gonna go to like a whole crazy level. Yep, I have a about to take revenge. I was gonna say I have a prediction that if the girl does die, which you know it's not far fetched if she does, Hunter and Bree they're gonna hook up again at some you know romantic sentimental bullshit, and they're gonna take revenge. That I I I could see that happening, but But all right, that sounds too action comicy. To me. I mean, what do you expect from a movie like that? Do you expect for it to be very blow your mind like Tenet? Or you, <laughs> you know, they, they kind of let all the cats, you know, cat out of the bag by the ending. You know, the plot can be pretty linear for you know the, with this kind of story, there's so there's only so much they could do to kind of swerve the audience. Yeah, you true. know, like the it's not like they left a whole lot of doors open for them to keep them twisted attorney. I, it just depends how they're going to write, you know, write it out. That's what matters. You know, Hey, how are we going to keep them entertained? Even though the plot has been, is a little more linear now because it's obviously Valentine is going to be the antagonist. Yeah. You don't yeah. just go around raping a female out of jealousy and then all of a sudden you're a good guy. You that know? shit was crazy, man. I'll, I'll look, I'm, I'm excited for the next movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's that, what I'll say. Yo, yeah, that that was crazy scene. That was yeah, very crazy. That, was, scene. that shit was wild, man. That was yeah. yeah. That like when I seen that shit, that shit wasn't even funny to me because I was like, yo, I was it came out of nowhere. I was yes. like, yeah. whoa, like you know, yeah. like because it was just like, yo, he's really like in his feelings about like the situation. It's like, yo, like you were in the wrong in the first place, you know? Yes. Because like you had her thinking he was doing such and such, not talking to man while he's in jail for five years. And that's why she just pop up out the blue, you know, with the bags and shit saying like, Hey, you're out now. Da, 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 yeah. da. Bags so, are Gucci too. Long story short, I don't <laughs> like Valentine. Fuck Valentine. And I'm excited for the the next movie. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Griselda BSF, man. They did a good job. They did a good job for yeah. another movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think, I think when it comes to like, like definitely when it comes to like movies from like rap labels, especially this is up there. Like this is up there with like the state properties, the paid and fools, the, um, the killer seasons. Like this is up there. Like shout outs to them. That did a very great job. I'll say that much. I'm def. I definitely can't wait to see the second one. 
Yeah. So, Nigel, you have a a surprise for the audience, you know, somebody close to home, somebody that you care for dearly that, you know, somebody that you'll shoot the whole club up for. Yes. Let, let, let the audience know what you're about to announce, man. I don't, I don't think he would necessarily want me to shoot anything for him, but, um, you know, <laughs> so my, my dad listeners, he is an avid listener of the show. Shouts out to, um, you know, Mr. Jackson. And, um, he is, going to give a response to one of our prior episodes. Let's take a listen. Hey, guys. Uh, Nigel uh, wants me, keeps um, forcing me to put this in, in uh, voice. So I'm going to give my opinion as far as um, icon versus legend. Let me start with uh, an icon is great, but is not legendary in my opinion an icon is limited and is kind of specific sometimes short term and of course it's only obvious that an icon can eventually turn into a legend but not all an icon is great for certain categories certain people or certain groups a legend is looked at as a whole as a great person in at a, you know for all time or all people like Jim Brown, Ali, MJ, Dancing MJ, Michael Jackson, The Stillers, of course, uh, Gretzky, <laughs> Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron. I can't say Babe Ruth without saying Hank Aaron. And you can even uh, get specific categories for legends. If you want to go legends in rap or legends in social justice or legends in sports, or uh, you can go on and on with that. So, um, yeah, I agree with my boy Lyle. Uh, He's right about that. Shouts out to Mr. Jackson. Shouts out to the real Jackson. <laughs> Shouts out to him. Uh, and I'm not saying that because you agreed with me. I'm saying that because you know the truth. Cozy Cozy <laughs> only talks about the truth, the facts. So shout out to you. Thank you for the viewer response. We hope to hear more from you, Mr. Jackson. Thank you so much. Shouts out to Nigel for being able to get that uh, with his dad. I and- enforce you, Dad. <laughs> so I I I mean what's what is more to say? He he agreed. You know what I mean? Me and Spence, we were speaking the gospel, and of course Nigel wants to go to left field, does it all the time. So <laughs> you know, I'm glad that your dad, you know, he agreed. But shouts out to you, Nigel, for putting that together. That was dope. So Yeah. Love you, Dad. Yeah. Um, I hope you're listening to this. Um, you know, I hope you're doing well. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir, man. Hopefully you're doing good, man. Thanks for thanks for that re- viewer response because we were trying to school Nigel. But, <laughs> but it, it it just wasn't clicking, I guess. I don't know. But it I'm glad you helped. To, it, yeah. I mean, it, when, when enough people around you telling you the, telling you the truth, man, yeah, it clicks. So yeah, like I, shout out to your shout out to your pops, man, for knowing knowing the truth on the real side, on the right side. And and I will say big ups 
to that Hank Aaron spot because that that was really like yeah that yeah. that was a great example right there, man. And it's Hank Aaron is an absolute legend in the game of baseball. So he hit all the nails in the coffin, man. I think that there's nothing to really go further about. That's what it is about icons versus legend, man. And shouts, just shouts out to your dad. I'm glad that we have somebody from the outside understood common sense. You know, I, man, I might have to turn on you or break the general consensus up after hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with my dad. Um, I'm glad that he sent, you know, sent that in. Um, he also wanted me to include Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and, you know, the legendary status as well. And, you know, of course they are iconic and legendary, you know? Yes. Yes. 100%. So, I mean, I, I think that's all we have. Um, you know, if you haven't heard that conversation, go back and listen to our icons and legends episode. It's up on YouTube and everywhere else. We have this fucking podcast. So listen to it, you know, yes, sir. Um, do you guys have anything else to say? One last thing I want to say before we exit out the show is, hey, listeners, we're going to be doing something a little cool, just some ideas, you know, concepts for the podcast and podcast page on Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, that we're going to be doing our own versions of MMA rankings. Now, to briefly explain it, we're not going to be doing all 10, 12, 15 divisions of MMA. We're like after a major pay-per-view like the one that happened with Adasanya and Blahovich, we're only going to be focusing on title fight or main events after every pay-per-view. So you'll see the following few days after updated rankings of who we think is number one, two, et cetera, et cetera. So just look out for that. That's coming real soon. Nigel and I, and shout out to Spence, we all worked really hard on this and we're going to keep continuing to do this if we see that hey motherfuckers love it and they're gonna they really debate under the comments about it and all that shit we're going to add some more things to it to make it even bigger so look out for that listeners and shouts out to my two amigos for assisting with that matter that's a fact man yeah like so we always got something new coming down for you guys, you know, every year, each week. You never know what you might get. You might get something new. Hey, we might just switch up theme song one of these days. You never know. Just gotta Maybe. keep your ear, might gotta boom, keep boom, your ears boom. tuned in and your eyes peeled wide. So I ain't got much more to say after that. Hope you guys are joining your day. Have a blessed Thursday and make sure your weekend goes off even better than it was yesterday. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, you know, leave some leave some comments, some ratings for us listeners. Like, you know, we definitely do this to hear what y'all want to say. You know, if you if you guys like us, if you hate us, you know, just don't make us break your necks. That's it. Like, that's yes, all we sir. ask. Yes, know? sir. Because we will stomp on your motherfucking neck and make sure it is broken. Because you have the world tag team champions. You have the champ that runs the camp. You know, all of us we're the real NWO, and we don't play with no hoes. So shouts out <laughs> to the listeners, shouts out to the fans, shouts out to the supporters. Make sure you follow us at Highly Advised Podcast on Instagram. Make sure you follow us at Highly Advise Highly, excuse me, on Twitter. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Make sure you listen to us on all streaming platforms where you can listen to your podcast, except for Google, because I don't think they do Google Play anymore. I think that's officially dead. But uh make sure you just tune into us. 
like subscribe review leave a comment we appreciate the comments and reviews and make sure that you guys tell all your friends and your families about it let them know so thank you hopefully enjoy this episode and on to the next one boom boom bing bow you guys have been highly advised and we will see you next week you've been highly advised just how